0: live from the heartland and the crossroads of america it's tony Katz today i've watched the video many many times and it's certainly possible that joe biden fell asleep while talking to the israeli prime minister naftali bennett it is possible i'm not saying it happened I wouldn't know if it happened. I wasn't there. I can't necessarily tell if it happened. I can tell you that it looked very clear to me that Joe Biden was there at Andrews Air Force Base. As 13 US service members come home to be laid to rest after being murdered in Afghanistan because Joe Biden put together no plan and his leadership not only him but of his team is worthless it did look like he checked his watch that much that much go go back and and check it out Sarah, do me a favor and post it on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. That, that's, that's our page, people. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Great to be with you on Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That is the number, 833-GOT-TONY. Look, uh, you want to defend Joe Biden? I'm all ears. I want to hear it. I want to hear what that defense is. Because, you know, sometimes it's not enough that I, I explain out what that there's actually a defense out there. Why don't, why don't we hear it? Why didn't somebody defend mask wearing uh, against no science? I'm going to get to that in a second. Get to that in a second gladly. Joe Biden checked his watch. He looked at his watch. I think then he realized, oh my gosh, I'm checking my watch while they're bringing dead Marines off of an airplane. Maybe I'll stop. I think he did it reflexively. I don't actually think he did it because he was waiting to get out of there. But Joe Biden has no ability to control himself. He has no ability to read the room. It's like when he went to answer this question about Afghanistan, even though he said he wasn't supposed to answer any questions about Afghanistan, but said, ask anyway. Or actually, he said he was going to take questions. The question was about Afghanistan, and then he said he wasn't going to answer. It's just the craziest thing in the world that he would go about doing this.
1: I'm not, I'm not supposed to take any questions, but go ahead. On Afghanistan? I'm not going to answer that. Can you still Okay. A he.
0: He took the question, even though they told him he's not supposed to take questions. The question was about Afghanistan. This is while he was at the FEMA headquarters talking about Hurricane Ida, which hit New Orleans. And he's like, I'm not going to answer that. And then some people thought he may have said blanket or blank that afterwards. He didn't. I, I'm here to tell you that he didn't. Look at his watch while dead soldiers were coming home. He definitely did that. Fall asleep while speaking to Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett? Maybe. Maybe, 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 maybe. But that is not our subject. Our subject is the insanity that continues to grip America on COVID and specifically masks. And I talked about how the Canadians, the Canadians are protesting. Disgusted with what they're seeing from... From Justin Trudeau. In Australia, it's even worse. It's even worse. The lockdowns and literally conversations of camps and building of camps to put people who have COVID. It's it's obscene. Well, let's make sure we understand what's happening here as more and more parents say, yeah, we're not sending our kids back with masks. This is nuts. We're hurting them. And there is starting to be more and more people discussing kids getting hurt by wearing masks. One of the things we discussed here is from the University of Waterloo, the journal Physics of Fluids, July 21st. This is in Canada. Where they did that mannequin study. So picture it. They took a mannequin like you would use if you were uh, doing CPR training. They took this mannequin. And then uh, they simulated it breathing and put different kinds of masks on it. Uh, three-ply cloth masks, surgical masks, N95 and KN95. The difference between an N95 and a KN95 is the KN95 is Chinese made. But they found that common, uh, commonly worn cloth masks, basic surgical masks, uh, were, uh, had efficiencies of 12.4% and 9.8% respectively. A basic surgical mask was only 9.8% respective. With an N ninety five and a KN95, they saw 60 and 46% respectively. So you're like, oh, okay. Well then, I guess, uh, I guess we gotta wear those uh those N ninety five masks. Have you ever tried wearing an N ninety five mask for more than 10 minutes? Well, they addressed this over something called edweek.org, Education Week, with a, a story about face masks and kids separating fact from fiction that I found to be very much in favor of, oh, your kid is fine, if only because they do a lot of quoting of the AAP, the American Association of Pediatrics, which has purposefully lied through their teeth so as not to be connected with Donald Trump. I mean, just getting it wrong in every every way, that universal masking is the best and most effective strategy to create a consistent message, expectations, enforcement, and compliance without the added burden of needing to monitor vaccination status. Well, that's not what's happening, is it? They're still doing the vaccination status with forks vaccines, and they don't care if you've been vaccinated, they still want you to wear a mask. But what do they note in this article? which seems to be pro-mask, they quote a Dr. Tina Tan, pediatric infectious disease doctor at Lurie Children's Hospital in Chicago, a coronavirus expert with the Infectious Disease Society of America. Now, that doesn't mean specifically COVID-19. It means coronaviruses like the common cold. She makes the argument that um, masking has nothing to do with politics, it has everything to do with public health and safety. I do not believe that to be true. Personally, and I think we've shown that it has a tremendous amount to do with politics. But when asked about N95 masks, she says not N95. It makes it very difficult to breathe. It is almost impossible if an N95 mask is fitted correctly to wear it all day. So the one that could somewhat work is an N95, and it is now being discussed by the same people who believe masks in masks yes we should wear masks but not that one because you can't wear that one all day oh you'll get headaches low grade headaches it'll be horrible you can't breathe in those many people can't breathe in the other ones and the other ones as the mannequin study shows don't work may I ask why is it so hard for people to accept this data an organization based on education wants you to wear a mask, tells you that you can't wear the only mask that might work against COVID to anything with with efficacy, while that same study says that those other masks don't work at all. And clearly, if we want to take a look at 10% or 12% of, of, of being effective, you've opened up a lot of opportunity for it to be more dangerous than effective. A lot of opportunity. This takes us over to cityjournal.org, city-journal.org, a brilliant publication. Keeping Fear Alive, Reluctant to Set the Public Free, Policymakers and the Public Health Bureaucracy Set Unachievable and Unnecessary Goals. This is what we are seeing. This is what we are encountering, and this is what parents are saying no to. This is what parents are saying we've had enough to. Parents are saying we get that there's a virus out there, but we're going to go about our lives. Thank you very much. We've heard all you have to say, and we don't believe you. That is not anti-science. I just shared with you the science. I have given you the science completely and totally from beginning to end. Now that we know that, the purposes of wearing a mask become other things, and those other things are radically ideological. And if you say to me, look, Radically ideological things Aren't being discussed out there Here's Maisie Hirono On CNN Talking about Afghanistan
1: it's, um, It should be clear though That uh, there are a lot of uh, Afghans who were applying for The special immigrant visas And uh, the Trump administration Slow walked these visas uh, To the point where it was uh, not even happening And, and so The, the uh, development of uh, a, a lot of our Afghan partners and their families who are not able to get out is not something that just happened overnight, that this is a, this is a a situation that was uh, very much um, on, in my view, the Trump administration, but we're going to move forward.
0: Do not raise your daughters to be Maisie Hirono. Don't let your sons date women who support Maisie Hirono, the Senator from Hawaii. Don't do it. She had to, everything is about Trump, Trump, Trump. None of this is Trump. Even if you want to make an argument that the Trump administration didn't move fast enough on uh, visas, you can make that argument. You got to show it. You got to be able to prove it. Nothing changes the withdrawal. That's all Biden all the time. There's a difference between what they want to say and what the facts are. Facts. Let's take a look at Al Roker from NBC sitting in the middle of the rubble in New Orleans, which there is rubble, by the way, because of Hurricane Ida. Laura. I'm sorry, Hurricane, uh, Hurricane Laura.
1: You know, Al, what you, and I was watching you yesterday all day. Yesterday, you know, just incredible reporting. Thank you so much for everything you're doing down there. Thanks for taking time for us today. And it was not easy. And, and, and Andrea, Andrea, one, well, one
0: last thing. Uh, I just want to say we, we are looking at the results of climate change. Uh, uh, that go, those Gulf waters were about three to five degrees above average, uh, at 88 to 90 degrees, and and that is purely climate change. And that's what. Created this monster storm. We saw this rapid intensification happen. I mean, we, it, this thing, rapid intensification is 35 miles per hour in 24 hours. This thing increased by over 60 miles per hour in less than 24 hours. And that, again, the result of climate change, Andrew. They just say it. Yes, this thing gained speed, this hurricane. Was it anthropogenic? You just throw out climate change like it's supposed to mean something, but you don't ever get into the details. Is it anthropogenic? Are we allowed to have air conditioning anymore? Maybe if we shut down all those damn television cameras, Al Roker. Maybe if we just stopped flying you to New Orleans, he's the guy who wanted to be there, right? He wasn't forced to be there. He went there. He wanted to report, maybe we should stop flying you to New Orleans to cover hurricanes, and then we'd bring down the heat, literally. Saying things for the sake of saying them, because who's going to argue? The idea of warmer waters, I'd have to go back and look and see how warm the waters were. Then you have to ask yourself if you have an increase in temperature, is that increase in temperature anthropogenic, meaning man-made. You don't just get to say something and decide that's science. You look, you discuss, it changes, you go with it. This brings us back to this piece, this piece about where we are at, about wanting these policy desires to go on for forever, ad infinitum. There is a fetish at play. But if you've got the data, you get to have the conversation. Well, Tony, uh, the 97% of climate scientists agree. (laughs) Oh, I love that line. If you give them all the same piece of data and don't allow other pieces of data, what do you think you're going to get? What do you think you're gonna get? You can show me that temperatures have gone up, you can't explain the anthropogenic part, and most importantly, you can't even explain out how we've had ebbs and flows of weather throughout the millennia. Ice recedes and we find entire towns under the ice that means there was a moment where you could live there and then the ice came how did that happen were we all running our suvs all at the same time creating the ice age or then creating the warming or data matters i don't disagree science matters i don't disagree when it comes to masks There is no science that shows that the mask helps your kid not get COVID. A mask stops something. But there's no data that shows that wearing a mask has no side effects. We see them anecdotally. And the masks don't work against COVID. A three millimeter gap, by the way, in that N95 mask that you can't even wear, you can't even breathe through. A three millimeter gap reduces the effectiveness of that mask to 3% from 64%. That's what happens. You want to blame Ida on global warming? Sure. It's going to get people to love you, Al Roker. You go right ahead and knock yourself out. Take this time to decide, I guess, people shouldn't have air conditioning. Or whatever it is that the Ocasio-Cortezes of the world would like to see happen. We need to be people who are focused on data, who honestly address these situations, and discuss them honestly, and do not allow other people to say, you can't talk about that. Alex Berenson was banned from Twitter for being a skeptic of vaccines. Me, I'm not a skeptic. I think they work. I think the data shows that. I call it an inoculation, not a vaccine, because that's more accurate. But it works. It works. Can it have some side effects? Well, of course it can. Everything has some side effects. Of course it can. But you don't kick a guy off Twitter for being a skeptic. You don't do it. You engage the conversation and then prove them wrong. Throwing them off, silencing people, indecent. And that's what they try and do to these moms and these dads talking about masks. But they're done. They won't be silenced anymore. They're sending their kids to school. Teachers are going to have to figure it out. We've got more. I'm Tony Katz. quick follow-up just so you know that it's coming the wall street journal has written this climate change to be treated as public health issue like i was talking about al roker saying hurricane ida there in uh in orleans that's cause of climate change why is this important because if climate change is treated as a public health issue what say do you have public health department says oh we have to change this oh we have to mandate this oh we have to do that it's public health. You can't you can't fight it. That's why all the people who want to mandate vaccines are wrong. And this is what you're doing. You're aiding and abetting a radical, dictatorial, totalitarian government. So why don't you stop doing that? Exactly how divided is the country, I talked to Zelina Zito about that next. This is Tony Katz Today. I am very focused on the question of how divided are we. I mean, we know the news stories about Afghanistan. We know the news stories about the southern border. We know the insanity on masks and mask mandates. We know that according to the press, we're angrier than ever. Maybe the press is angrier than ever. But as we've discussed, I look at my neighbor and they're like, hey, how are you? You need a little help fixing the lawnmower? I head to my local cigar lounge and everybody is super cool. For I actually heard a conversation for the first time in a cigar lounge that I totally disagreed with politically. But it's not like they got up and left because I was there or I got up and left because they were there. They heard, were talking about something and it was way different than I view it. But the cigar lounge allows for those things to happen. Maybe that's why I love it so much. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter. At Tony Katz. Selena Zito joins us right now. You see her work at the Washington Examiner and the New York Post. Her latest book, It's Complicated, How Our Nation is Coming Together and Falling Apart, is available at Amazon.com or wherever fine books are sold. She's also the author of The Great Revolt. And her latest piece, The Restorative Power of the American People, was kind of interesting because Selena does one of the things that you wish you did. She travels the country and actually talks to people. She doesn't just watch TV and then engage in commentating. She joins us right now, and and Selena, this dispatch was out of uh, Lebanon, Kansas, uh, where you're talking about where people are in America and where this anger may or may not be. Talk to me about the piece itself and what it is that you're starting to notice.
1: So, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I think I thought it was an incredibly important um, job for me to do is to report back, you know, in, in a way that sort of compartmentalizes my experience. There's there's a number of different stories um, in my drive across the country, but I I wanted to put one piece together that that shows that we aren't what we seem and i've said this several times before but i I think sometimes people don't pay attention to it we aren't what we seem or what what appears on social media we aren't what appears on cable news Uh, cable news social media they tend to amplify or echo or give great voice to the loudest people, but not the people that are the most reflective of who we are. And so in my travels across the country, I found I didn't find people having political disagreements. And if they did, they did it maturely and without doing personal attacks, which is sort of the great thing that we have done throughout our two hundred and fifty years um, uh, uh, as a country, right? We've been able to have these conversations uh, without, you know, get, getting down in the dirt. Uh, and, and what I find is that social media and 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 cable news like loves that. Like, oh, it's conflict let's throw it out there let's make it seem like that's normal it's not normal and, and the american people are much more aspirational uh much more connected to each other and and i think well, to me what exemplifies that the most and I'm sure your listeners have all seen this either out when they've gone out to their local bars, or if they've gone onto Instagram, you see all of these bars, uh, these breweries, these wine shops, where they place the 13, um, uh, they leave out beers for 13 of the soldiers that were fallen. They leave a table set for them, and and that is who we are. It is not the things that are often promoted on social media.
0: The part that I found interesting, is uh, you, you know, I follow you uh, on Facebook, and and you said something that I thought was rather unique because I, I engage this this conversation often, not only here on air, but I do a, a video series over at redstate.com called DC Outsider. That's the name of the series. And yeah. you you discussed this idea that our, that our separate our separation, if you will, is not right-left. It's not conservative liberal. It's actually inside outside. What did you mean by that?
1: So that actually should be the most concerning if if you are the party in power. So we already have a left-right division. It's pretty much split down the middle. But when we go to an inside outside moment, and they don't happen often, but they do happen. When we go to an inside moment, and it's happened to both parties, but the party in power really suffers tremendously in the ballot box because people, no matter what their political persuasion is, whether they're left or rather they're right, they feel so disconnected from the inside, meaning the people with wealth and power and that would be all of our cultural curators that would be the news media that would be corporations that would be institutions military if they feel disconnected from them then um because they don't feel as though they are belong or and or part of their um their belief system then then we've got a bigger problem in the country than just political polarization
0: Talking to Selena Zito, you can see her work at the Washington Examiner, WashingtonExaminer.com. Her latest book, It's Complicated, How Our Nation is Coming Together and Falling Apart. You can find that at Amazon.com, wherever fine books are sold we often notice that our reality doesn't match up with what the uh, the small box in our living room tells us, you know, the ever-growing box, I, I should say. These, these things don't really and truly connect. You have been traveling, and you've been in Pennsylvania, you're right now in, in, in Kansas. When we talk about, or when you talk about what it is that you're hearing, is what you're hearing that their people are disgusted of politics or are they disgusted with how people are engaged in the politics?
1: Both. Uh, they well, that's are, that's a problem,
0: don't you think?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and what, what a <laughs> lot of people note is that they are that, that the people that the way people engage in politics and the way that politicians behave, they have embraced politics as, um and as uh, they're now religion. Right. They have put aside a faith and their faith belongs into uh, a um, to a political organization or a side, a left or the right. And. Um, that is unhealthy. We, you know, our loss of faith combined with people, you know, I mean, I've seen people have arguments about climate change, and climate change has clearly become their religion rather than something to be reasonably discussed with great nuance. Uh, and and that's how people discuss religion, right? <laughs> and and so it when 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 your society uses politics as as with religious fervor we've had a, we have issues
0: now let's get into what you think this means going forward, 2022, 2024, and for really localities, because more than ever, you're seeing localities get involved with politics as you see people get involved with their school boards, things that they had left to the side. They trusted the education system. They sent their kids to school. It was fine. And more and more, uh, we see people fighting uh, their school boards, fighting against critical race theory, fighting against uh, certain uh, concepts and ideas of what some people would call equity and other people uh, call uh, bigotry Uh, so you're seeing more of that on a localized level isn't there something to be said for people being more active in the process and therefore that might lead people to differences in point of view
1: well, I think it's really good that people get involved in their, in their local school boards. You know, or or if they don't want to run for elected office, get involved in the PTA. You should have you know an outsized role in understanding what your children are learning and what education and um, educators are teaching them, but also what influences these school board members and or unions have on your child's education. And so that I think is um, is a good thing, and I, you know uh, it, it's really interesting to me. So uh, first of all, I, I've covered school boards as a local reporter. They national politics ain't got nothing on school boards, man. That right. is like some serious down and dirty politics. <laughs> but um, I, I think that. Um, you know, middle class people have always been more involved in, in their school boards, have always been more involved in, the, in their um, parent-teacher associations uh, because that's where they believed that they had the power. And now I see uh, more suburban and um, uh, wealthier um, uh, parents who had sort of, as you pointed out, put this off to the side are now saying, wait, what? You're teaching my kid what? I don't think so. Uh, and, and so it's just like this great sort of awakening going on out there, um, and and people are are rethinking how they view uh, people in power, and that's what goes back to the inside outside thing.
0: You you were recently in in Bozeman, uh, Montana, and you posted one of the photos of a, of a street festival uh, going on there, and people sitting outside on the streets eating and drinking and having a good time. And 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 I think that's the way it is in a majority of America, where they haven't scared people in, into levels of, of of lockdown. But this this inside outside conversation really is a conversation of coasts versus heartland, something that yeah. uh, you have been discussing for forever. I discuss here on. on 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 my shows do the heartland people feel in other places that they are absolutely taken for granted or not cared about in the slightest that they are uh, either spoken down to or dismissed as not having a, a a real understanding of what's going on
1: i would think if we wanted to boil it down to one word uh it would be respect I don't believe they think they are respected by elected officials. So you bring up Bozeman. Well, I was in Bozeman. I was in Aspen. People were having a great time. It it wouldn't be a a fallacy to say that both cities are very liberal. However, they are outside of the places of power and wealth. And people are, this isn't that inside-outside thing, where the, everybody was outside, nobody had a mask on, that's not even a remote exaggeration. And people were living their lives, they're not careless. However, they're also, you know, balancing their, the, the risks and, and taking risks in, in a way that they see best suits their families. And and so I think that people on the outside have come to the conclusion that wearing a mask outside is kind of I don't know I'm I I'm struggling to find the word here but insane well they wouldn't say that again these are more liberal towns but I think they would say that's just unnecessary uh, we oh, the, we're the polite way of saying it. Also, we're outside, right? That is, and so I think that is um, that is these these kinds of nuances, these sort of granular granular experiences, that I think that people in office are missing about the people that they represent.
0: Before I let you go, you're traveling from place to place. You flying or you driving?
1: never fly, never take an interstate, always take the back roads.
0: What are you driving? What are you...
1: blacktop paved U.S. highways and state highways also, there were some roads that were graveled and became dirt and then became like a tuft of grass between where the tires go. So I I, um, I found myself in some very interesting places. What do you but drive I, on this on these... I never take a highway and I never fly. That's what do you drive you have... when, when
0: you're doing this? Like, what is... what is the vehicle
1: a jeep grand cherokee
0: okay all right I, I can see it i don't know if you went full diners drive-ins and dives with the with the uh you know top down i wasn't sure how it went
1: yeah yeah no if anybody's ever seen a picture of me and my wild italian curly hair a, a, a top down would just i would i would turn into cousin it.
0: Jeep Cherokee, it is. There it is. Good enough. We don't want the other thing. Selena Zito, <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time. WashingtonExaminer.com, the restorative power of the American people. Look for that, Washington WashingtonExaminer.com. And the latest book, It's Complicated, How Our nation is Coming Together and Falling Apart. Find that at Amazon.com, wherever fine books are sold. Selena, always a pleasure. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz.
1: Okay, I think we're going to call it a day. Now we're going to call it a day, Lucas. We're, Lucas, Lucas, Lucas. I appreciate it very much. Thousands of ISIS very much. prisoners were released in Thank jail you all by for the, Taliban, today. I appreciate Thank you the Taliban. Is that evidence that the Taliban ISIS might be in? That is.
0: The Pentagon press secretary John Kirby say, "All right, I'm done answering your questions. I'm done. I'm not interested anymore. Sorry. I mean, it's it's it, it's nuts. It's incredible. Tony Katz. Tony Katz. Today, good to be with you." It's it's like uh, Biden not answering questions. Biden not answering questions. Oh, do I? I've got that. I know I've got that. It's it's crazy because Biden is like, "All right, I'm not supposed to take questions, but I'll take a question from you," and then.
1: Commissioner, I, I really think it all works. I'm not. I'm not supposed to take any questions. But go ahead, Mr. President. On Afghanistan, I'm not going to answer Afghanistan. No. Can you say if it's still in a okay. risk? Like,
0: First, can we get into this idea of I'm not supposed to take any questions? Why does he keep saying that? Does he and his team not know how bad that sounds? Like you're being controlled from the outside. If you're not supposed to take any questions why are you taking the question and then why would you take the question if you then aren't going to answer the question oh lord that is stunning absolutely positively amazing stuff not as amazing as rashida talib very very upset With the Supreme Court 6-3 decision ending the eviction moratorium, which was clearly unconstitutional against the law when Joe Biden allowed it to happen again. But he knew that. He said so. He violated his oath of office. And why he hasn't been impeached for it is beyond me. He violated the oath of office. I thought these things are supposed to matter. It's no big deal. Weird, weird, weird thing to say. Rashida Tlaib saying SCOTUS has always protected the interests of the rich and corporations at the expense of working people. This is just another example. The court's gross partisan decision will throw millions out of their homes in the middle of a surging pandemic. Congress must act act now. She collected like $50,000 in rent or something like that as a landlord. She was collecting rent while she's telling other people, how dare you collect rent? Hey, the, the hypocrisy does boggle the minds. I'm with you. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today.